Want to learn how to leverage your marketing to get clients on repeat? Charge a fee that leaves you with money in your pocket even after you've finished paying your bills? And finally, stop working with the clients that you've long outgrown? Liberated Business is a transformational program that combines group and one-on-one work so you get the best results possible. This differs from every other program out there because it helps you make money while supporting your joy and liberation throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Liberated Business starts this June and runs through November, and enrollment is open now. Visit thebadtherapist.coach liberatedbusiness to get all of the details and sign up. DM me on Instagram at thebadtherapist with any questions or to learn more. I cannot wait to get started with you. One of the things that can kind of throw off any marketing strategy is that we'll be making efforts in that direction. We won't be getting the results that we want and we'll come to the conclusion that this marketing strategy just doesn't work and we'll just stop right there. Like that's the end of it. I reached out to a few different people. I only heard back from one. I haven't gotten a client yet. So clearly networking doesn't work. And that's sort of the end of the story. And then we'll move on to another marketing strategy We'll give it about the same amount of effort, maybe less. It also, quote unquote, won't work. And we'll move on to the next one. And this is what so many therapists do over and over and over again. And they're wondering why they aren't actually making progress, why they're not actually getting clients, why they see other people around them succeeding. If this sounds familiar, stop. (laughs) Stop that pattern. Pick a lane and stick with it for at least three months. there, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show, the podcast for current and aspiring private practice therapists who want to earn more money, work less, and have a way bigger impact. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist, former goody-goody therapist turned six-figure private practice owner and therapist business coach. I'm here to help you learn everything you need to know about private practice and expanding beyond the one-to-one model so you can earn more money and increase your impact as a therapist without burning out or hustling. Using my proven liberated business method, therapists at all stages of business have been able to grow their income while becoming even better therapists. And I'm on a mission to help you do the same. It's time for you to get your time back and enjoy being a therapist again. You ready? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist. Today, I'm taking a question from a listener. Bradlicia in Tennessee wants to know my thoughts on networking, if it's really the gold standard for marketing private practices or if it's actually just a really big waste of time. If you want your own private practice questions answered on the podcast, go to the link in the show notes to submit yours. Now let's dive into this question. Bradlicia wrote, I hear about networking as being one of the best, if not the best, marketing strategies for therapists. However, I also hear some clinicians express fears around it. It's a lot of work with little to no payoff. Do you recommend networking, and how would a bad therapist go about doing it? Well, first of all, I love this question. I've actually been thinking a lot about various marketing strategies because all of my clients are using different ones. Everyone has a website, but the degree to which that's heavily a part of their marketing varies person to person. Some people are really using networking. Others are using social media marketing. Some people are creating opt-ins, which I recently talked about on the podcast. 
And when you're trying to decide where to put your energy, it can be kind of overwhelming. Where do you start? You don't want to waste any time. You don't want to waste any energy. And you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing for you. Well, we're going to talk about what makes networking a really, really great option and also some of the limitations of networking. So first of all, networking is never going to go out of style in terms of marketing strategies. I was talking with one of my friends recently about the state of marketing on the internet right now, and even some of the strategies that have been tried and true for so long for therapists in private practice are changing. Uh, Social media networks can come and go. I mean, we've been watching what's been happening with Twitter slash X over the last year or whatever, and what a downward spiral that's been. So if you've been building your business on Twitter slash X, you may find that that's not the best place for you to be anymore, or maybe it is for you. I don't know. But point being that marketing is truly changing all the time. And sometimes that can be really frustrating when we've built up something, uh, a marketing strategy that works for us. And then all of a sudden, this thing is changing. The platform's changing. uh, Regulations are changing. All of that can be really frustrating. But the really cool thing about networking person to person is that that is that is very low tech. It doesn't matter what happens with technology. It doesn't matter what happens with the internet. You networking with another person who trusts you and knows your work and can give an honest recommendation to you is totally uh, safe from any other changes in what's happening in marketing at any given time. So that's one of the reasons why networking can be a really, really great strategy for your practice. It may not be the only strategy you're using. You're probably going to have one or two other things that you're going to add into the mix. But this is a really nice sort of foundation to have for marketing your private practice. One of the reasons that makes it really great for private practices beyond the fact that it's low tech is that it is kind of an instant trust factor. So when we talk about marketing, we often talk about this journey that clients or potential clients go on from knowing who you are, trusting you, and then to liking you. So initially, when someone is, say, looking for a therapist, they have no idea you exist in particular. And so when they're out there looking for a therapist, they discover you and then they start to learn more about you. And over that time, they begin to develop some trust. Now, this can happen very quickly, potentially. This could happen briefly. Maybe you have a stellar website and someone goes on it and it's just so clear that you know what you're talking about and you're the person for this job. And there's enough trust for that person to click that contact button. And then on the call that you have with that person, you establish even more trust. They have an even deeper sense that you know what you're talking about, that you can help them. And then they decide to move forward because they have the experience on that call that they they like you. They like you enough to have that first session. So that's generally the process that a potential client will go through. Now, it doesn't always happen that quickly. It might take a longer amount of time. But one thing that can be really, really helpful in moving the client through that process of no trust like is when someone that they trust recommends you. And so when you have done networking really effectively, when there's another practitioner or person out in the world who can recommend you, if this potential client already trusts that person and then that person trusts you, it kind of bridges that gap and creates um, this built-in trust foundation for you to really springboard off of. And so some of our best clients or like easiest conversions are when clients come to us based on referrals. 
And this could be from other colleagues. This could be from other clients. This is often a really, really great referral source. This was particularly true for me when I worked with couples. Now, obviously, uh, we have to be careful about referrals from clients if we're, you know, we can't necessarily work with somebody's close family member or we might have some hesitation or be a little bit more cautious about even working with somebody who is a close friend of our client. But if there's enough degrees of separation, like it's a coworker uh, of a client or it's another couple friend of one of the couples we're working with, these can be really, really great referral sources. So that is one of the really helpful things about networking is that built-in trust. Now, I want to break down networking a little bit more in terms of how you can approach it if you do want to choose networking as one of your marketing strategies. So there are two main groups of people that you would want to network with. One of those groups of people is people who would recommend and refer clients to you. So this could be other therapists, this could be doctors, this could be yoga instructors, dietitians, anyone else who might encounter the type of clients that you are going to work with in your practice. The second group of people would be the clients themselves. So let's say that you're doing integration therapy for people who are using psychedelics therapeutically. Well, you might find yourself going to psychedelic meetups where you might actually meet people who would want to work with you. Or let's say that you want to work with upwardly mobile entrepreneurs, professionals, things like that. You could go to meetups in your area that are specifically for this group of people, and you would meet people who could become your clients at those events. Now, the way that you go about these two things is different. Obviously, if you're going to be putting yourself in a place where you might be encountering your potential clients directly, then you want to be careful to carry yourself in such a way that you're not going to be forming like really intimate relationships with people unless you've already decided, yeah, this is definitely somebody I wouldn't take as a client, but I would love to be their friend or I would love to get to know them better. Then of course you could move forward with a friendship or getting to know them more intimately. But if you are going to these events with the intention of actually potentially connecting with clients, then you just want to be thoughtful about how you engage with people and kind of decide how far you want to get involved into that relationship or not. Now, it may also be the case that you go to some of these meetups, these events, and you do become friendly with a person and then that person if refers other people to you. So that can still happen. You can still go to an event or a meetup where your potential clients would be and end up meeting somebody who would not become a client, but who could become a really good referral source for you. The other group of people, and this is what people tend to think of when they think of networking, is networking with people who are other practitioners and who would refer people to you. So once again, this could be other therapists, doctors, lawyers, dietitians, yoga teachers, like other professionals who might be encountering the same clientele that you want to work with in your private practice. And so how do you go about actually networking with these people? How do you turn them from just like casual acquaintances that you're just meeting here and there to people who might actually send you clients? Well, the first thing that is important to remember about networking if you're going to choose this route is that it really is a marketing strategy that is built on relationships. And honestly, as I'm saying that out loud, I'm realizing that the best marketing strategies, regardless of how they're happening, whether they're happening online or they're happening through written material, ultimately everything really does come down to creating a sense of a relationship. And so that is 
especially true in networking when you're actually going to be directly interfacing with other people. And so oftentimes when therapists begin to network, they decide this is going to be an approach that they're going to take. They're like, I'll send out a few emails, I'll let people know I'm taking clients, and then I have networked. That's not really networking, that's just sending out a notification. Networking is really about this give and take relationship. So in the best case scenario, when you're networking with somebody, you're not just asking for something, you're also offering something. So a really great way to start out is to ask that other person, the person you'd want to network with, who are your favorite clients? Who should I be sending to you? What is the work that you're really excited to be doing right now? How can I support you and your business? So ask them those questions. Don't just go in and talk all about yourself and not be interested in them because, again, the network relationship is going to be much, much more successful if it is mutually beneficial. Someone's not going to want to stay in relationship with you if you're just going there to take and you're not really giving. And I know when we're building our practices and we do have such limited time, such limited energy, and we're just trying to find a way to get a client in the door, a few more clients in the door so we can actually be making money, it is so hard to slow down and feel like this is worth it, especially when, one, you're not sure if this referral source is going to be the best one for you and you just haven't seen the results yet. It's so hard to slow down and take that time. However, I think it can be so helpful here to remember that everything about your business is truly the long game. None of these things are sort of one and done or meant to be quick fixes. If you only had three months to be in your business, well, one, that wouldn't be enough, but that would be like a very, very different strategy. This isn't a sort of like get in, get out, make as much money as you can super quickly. I mean, I want that for you, but I think the more important thing is for you to set up your business for longevity and to be earning money over time that's going to sustain you. That is ultimately way more important than trying to find the quickest fix. Because if you're trying to find the quickest fix, you might be cutting corners that are actually going to cost you later on. So as much as it's possible, please do slow down here and try to make a genuine connection with the people that you're networking with. Another thing to consider and to kind of like take care of yourself around this is when you reach out to somebody and they don't get back to you, Please don't take that personally. Remember that they are also busy. They are also trying to make really clear decisions about how they're going to spend their time and their energy. And it may be that they're just not available for this right now. That's totally okay. Move on. Find someone else to connect with and just keep on reaching out until you find some people who are just as interested in connecting with you as you are with them. This takes a lot of humility and setting your ego aside. It's tough to deal with, but this work, really any type of work, requires the ability to deal with rejection or just the lack of interest. And that's going to happen whether you're networking sometimes. Obviously, sometimes we're going to get rejected in client calls. Some clients may not decide to move forward with us. And it's really important for you to kind of develop a bit of a thick skin around this because it's just part of running a business. And Running your business is going to require that you know how to show up again and again and again 
despite sometimes hearing no's or hearing crickets. Because when you do find those referrals, those uh, people in your referral network who are going to keep on sending people to you, the benefit of that is going to be so amazing. But you do need to keep on going till you find that. So in Brad Lacia's question, she said, you know, some therapists just feel like there's little or no payoff around networking. And so do I recommend it? Ultimately, yes, I do. I do recommend networking, like I said, because it's low tech. It doesn't really matter what's happening in the online space or with the economy in general. Networking is like the oldest form of marketing for private practices. And so I do actually recommend that it is a part of your strategy, but that it's not the only part of your strategy. The next part of Brad Lacey's question was, How do you go about doing it as a bad therapist? Like, what's the bad therapist way of networking? And I really, really love that part of the question. It's going to be a lot of fun to answer. So the first thing that I would say is a bad therapist would make a plan that is a challenge, but it's not so far outside of one's comfort zone that it's impossible. So something that's really core to how I try to approach my business and how I help my clients build theirs is that we have a clear plan. We don't just have goals. We have a route for how we're trying to get there. And it may very well be that our route needs to change, needs to get updated, but we do our best. We make an educated guess as to what we think is going to move us in that direction. We make sure it's understood, it's clear, the person knows what they need to do, and then that they're taking the action. And so the very first thing, if you're thinking, okay, I want to try out networking, then the first thing you need to do is make a plan and make it measurable. So what is that going to look like? How many people are you going to reach out to every week or every month? How frequently will you be following up with them? Are you going to be inviting them to get coffee with you or meet up with you on Zoom or an online uh, video call? Like what is the actual plan? And then the other thing that I would do is to be looking for ways to improve. So one of the things that can kind of throw off any marketing strategy is that we'll be making efforts in that direction. We won't be getting the results that we want and we'll come to the conclusion that this marketing strategy just doesn't work and we'll just stop right there. Like that's the end of it. I reached out to a few different people. I only heard back from one. I haven't gotten a client yet. So clearly networking doesn't work. And that's sort of the end of the story. And then we'll move on to another marketing strategy We'll give it about the same amount of effort, maybe less. It also, quote unquote, won't work. And we'll move on to the next one. And this is what so many therapists do over and over and over again. And they're wondering why they aren't actually making progress, why they're not actually getting clients, why they see other people around them succeeding. If this sounds familiar, stop. (laughs) Stop that pattern. Pick a lane and stick with it for at least three months, at the very least three months. But during those three months, you don't have to keep things the same without any changes. In fact, you should be making changes, but they should be small changes. You should be looking back on those interactions that you had with people in your efforts to network and see what went really well about that and what didn't go well about that. Is there anything that I left out that I wish I would have said? How could I do that differently next time? So for instance, I was working with a client of mine around this, and they were networking pretty regularly, but they weren't getting referrals. So I was wondering, well, what could be stopping this therapist from getting referrals? 
Is it possible that these aren't the best referral sources for them? Do they need to be connecting with different people? Is it possible that these could be great referral sources, but do they know who to send to my client? Do they know who to send to this therapist? Do they understand how to talk about therapy with other people? So where are the small places where there could be improvement? So if you're going to network with somebody, but you don't know how to describe the kind of clients you want to work with, that might make it really hard for that person to send you appropriate referrals, right? So once again, look for the ways that you could be improving this marketing strategy little by little. So once again, as a bad therapist who's going to network, make a plan for yourself and make small adjustments. Frequently review your plan, take notes on what went well, what didn't go well, and make adjustments as needed. The other thing that's really important here, and I've already talked about it a lot, I think, is to be consistent. Once again, when you try something for a little bit, you're really hot one week, and then you just totally disappear from your efforts the following week, it's really hard to see consistent results in your business. And it's also really hard to build trust with yourself because if you're making a commitment, but then you're constantly breaking it with yourself, that can really erode your sense of how like capable you are. You can start to question that. And so I know it can be really frustrating and hard to do that. And I'm certainly not saying that you can't sort of like switch things up or if you miss a week, that's it, you're doomed. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I am saying that as much as possible, try to be consistent. And whenever you sort of fall off the track and you you stop doing the thing that you had committed to doing, that's okay. Just get right back on it and keep on going. Don't waste time beating yourself up. Just notice that that's happened and come back to those efforts. Again, it may be that your plan needs to be adjusted. That is totally okay, but make that a really, really conscious decision. If you're going to make a change to your plan, decide that you're making a change and try out that new plan. You get to make adjustments as you go. And it may be that you need or want some help with this. Maybe this is harder than you thought. Maybe it's hard to motivate yourself. And that doesn't always mean that the marketing strategy is the wrong strategy. It may just mean that you need more support. Uh, I know I do. <laughs> like I need lots of support in my business. Um, honestly, having an assistant has been so helpful for me because it forces me to do my part of things that are uh, that that are marketing, so that she can do the parts that she needs to do. If I'm not following through with my steps, she can't do her job, and so that creates a lot of accountability for me. Working with my own coach helps a lot because I'm not perfect. I have days when I don't want to do the things in my business that I need to do, but I also have someone who I'm going to talk to pretty much every week who's going to be like, Felicia, (laughs) how are things going? And if I didn't have that, it might be harder to do these things. So anyway, point being that if you're finding you're having a hard time sticking with these things, you're not bad or wrong. It just may be that either your plan needs to be tweaked or maybe you need a little bit of help. And In case you're wondering, I am currently taking on one coaching client for this upcoming year for early 2024. So if you are interested in doing one-on-one coaching work together, please do go to my website. The link is in the bio. You can learn more on my website and fill out an application. All right, moving on. Next, a bad therapist would give this whole strategy time to have an impact. Now, again, I I shared the example earlier of therapists switching from strategy to strategy 
because they're not seeing the results. A bad therapist would understand that everything in your business is ultimately about the long game. That is going to be more important than a quick win. And oftentimes when we're chasing that quick win, it's almost like it gets even harder. But if we have our eyes like miles down the road for like, what is the ultimate goal? Doing the things that you need to do today can be a lot easier. So give it time. Don't like do mindset work before you're going to throw your whole strategy out. That's like really, really important. I actually talked about this a lot in episodes, uh, let's see, five and six of the podcast. So if you want to go back and listen to that, you can. That's like just more generally around marketing strategy and marketing mindset. But for the love of God, please, please do mindset work before you just decide that your marketing strategy is trash. Like before you decide that networking is trash, Take some time, do some mindset work because chances are that it's not trash, that you should probably keep on doing it. You may need to make some changes or, and this is possible, you may just need to take the action you already decided on doing. So this is something that I've been talking with my clients about a lot lately. Like when people are anxious about not moving quickly towards their goals, i.e. getting more clients, Oftentimes what they start to do is they start to panic a little bit and they're like, oh my gosh, it's not working. And what I always say to people when they're feeling this is, well, one, are you following through with the plan that we already created? And if the answer to that is yes, then I say, okay, great. Next, I want you to go do some mindset work because it sounds like you're really stressed out. So let's have you do that next. And then if they do the mindset work and they're like, okay, I've done that. I've more settled. Then my next question would be, do you want to add more? Do you want to go deeper with this strategy? Do you have the time and the capacity to do some more work on your marketing? And if the answer to that question is yes, then I say, okay, great. Rather than throwing in another marketing strategy, let's go to the marketing strategy we already have and have you go deeper. So if the plan was I'm going to reach out to you know two people every month or five people every month, to network, then I would say, okay, let's, do you have time today? Let's have you reach out to two more people today. Okay, let's look at the list of people that you've networked with. Who haven't you talked to in a while? Let's have you reach out to them. So again, it's very tempting to sort of do something completely different, to try a new marketing strategy, to sometimes just lower our fee because we're like, oh, I the problem is my fee. I need to lower my fee. And actually, that's not the answer at all. The answer is to refocus your energy and your efforts on your marketing Because in the long run, that is going to create the success that you want. Suddenly lowering your fee or half-assed, like starting a new marketing strategy when you don't even have a plan is not really going to change things in the long run. It'll give you some relief in the moment because you'll feel like you've done something, like you've changed something. But in the long run, it's kind of spinning your wheels and wasting time. And so Bradlicia was asking, like, is this a waste of time? And I would say, like, no, networking isn't. But where you do waste your time is when you're hopping from thing to thing to thing or you're getting so stressed out because you're not getting the results that you want in the timeline that you wanted and you don't have a way of dealing with that. Now, I've said mindset work a bunch of times in this episode, and I'm not going to go into everything that that entails. But basically, for me, it looks like a bunch of journaling prompts that help me sort of express my fears, make the unconscious conscious, like release the things that are worrying me, amp myself up with a bunch of affirmations, uh, make a plan for how I'm going to spend my day, remind me to connect with pleasure practices. 
these are all different things that are a part of my mindset practice. And if you want to learn more about that, because like I said, I'm not going to unpack the whole thing right here, you can go join my free Facebook group, Healing Money, and there is a course, again, totally for free in there that is called Daily Mindset, where you can learn a mindset practice that you can incorporate into your day-to-day running of your business. This is so powerful, and it will really help you know if what you actually need to do is just like totally change strategies, or if you need to learn how to regulate yourself first and then go back to the strategy that you already have very thoughtfully put in place. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This was really fun to just dive into one very specific marketing strategy that I don't think I've talked tons about on the podcast. So thank you so much, Brad Licia, for your question. And I hope that tuning in today has helped you learn more about networking and how you can approach it, whether or not it's the right strategy for you. And remember, if you have questions about your private practice that you'd love for me to answer, please grab the link in the show notes and submit your own and I would love to answer them on the podcast. Next week is a really beautiful episode of Affirmations for 2024. You're going to want to curl up with a cup of tea while you listen to it and do some journaling afterwards and plan your next year of business. So make sure to tune in next week for that. You're going to love it. All right, I'll see you next time. That's all today for The Bad Therapist Show. Thanks so much for hanging with me. I hope you got some gems that you can start using right away in your own business so that you can break out of good therapist conditioning and build the business that you want. If you've gotten something out of this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with one of your good therapist friends who really needs to hear it. And while you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and or review so that we can change not just our individual businesses, but transform the mental health system that got us here in the first place. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for more private practice and coaching tips. Remember, bad therapists make the best therapists.